everyone should be able to make that transition for whatever reason they have to make the transition. What do you know about that industry and how can you make an impact with the experience that you've had as an educator? You're not alone. You may not see someone who's doing the same thing as you, but there are thousands of people making that same journey. But the experience that you can bring and, and how you can help that next organization meet its goals are going to weigh much more heavily than that education experience. Yeah. All right, welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about career transitioning uh, and how to do so. And in particularly, well, we have an expert today that really specializes in helping educators transition to different careers. I have Lee Nyes. She is a career transition coach, um, and she's also amazing. I, I found her on LinkedIn. I reached out to her. I really wanted her to be on, on the show. So, so Lee, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Excited to be here. Super excited. Um, you know, how did did you wake up? Were you born wanting to be a career coach or a transition coach? How did that start it? How did you get into this? Yeah, great question. I've always been and really enjoyed helping people transition to new careers and really build their careers, develop their careers, create skills that are going to help them down the road. And it wasn't until I found myself making a transition from a 15-year career in education to the corporate world and uh, was really shocked by what I experienced. And my first transition did not pan out very well. It, it, was, it was challenging for many different reasons. And I took some time off. I quit that job, took some time off and really thought about what do I really need to do to make my next transition work well? And I, I I studied different career tactics and I, I put a plan into place that worked for me and I was thrilled for the next opportunity that I got. It checked all the boxes. And I said, there are so many people that I know who work particularly in education who wanted to make a transition, but were just scared or nervous or didn't know how to do it. And because I went through it and maybe had an unsuccessful first attempt, I wanted to help save them all of the pain that I went through. And so I started a business around what I had learned and have really been successful in helping people make a successful transition to their next role outside of education. No, that, that's amazing uh, that you're like able to make that transition and now that you want to give back and now educating educators on how to do a, a proper transition. Uh, you know, I've seen, it's interesting. I have a really good friend of mine uh, who also, he has a, a business. He's also a career coach. And he specializes in helping people break into medical sales. And I think what's really interesting is that one of the, that there's two main made like professions that are make really good pivoting into medical sales. That is nurses and teachers. And he was educated mainly on this. He was like saying, Daniel, to be a really successful medical sales rep, whether it's pharmaceuticals or medical device, you have to know, like there's two main factors. There's the science, and you have to be really good at educating the, the clinics, the hospitals, the doctors, the staff on how to use the equipment or the medicine or, the, or, or the, to do it. So you can teach the nurses how to educate because they already know the science. Mm -hmm. Or you could teach the teachers the science 
because they are already good teachers. And, and I've been talking, I find it really interesting because teachers have so many trans transferable skills. So I'd be really interested to see what are some of the careers that you're seeing educators pivoting from education to like, I just gave you like medical sales. What, what are some other ones that you've seen? Yeah, well, in the corporate realm, I see a lot of educators transition into project management type roles are very popular analyst roles so they can really dig into the details and, and try to discover what opportunities are best for a client. We see um, individuals going into customer success is another way or customer support. Yeah. And then on the other side, there are teachers who transition into human resources or organizational development and the industry that I'm in now, which is learning and development, which is a, is a very simple way to transition because you have a lot of the skills that an instructional designer or a learning specialist position entails. And so there's actually a wide variety. I, I think sometimes teachers kind of get pigeonholed into, I can only do curriculum development jobs or, um, you know, sales is an opportunity for teachers as well. But I think it's important to understand that there's a whole variety of opportunities that could be a good fit. The transferable skills that you gain as a teacher are, are really incredible. What would you say are some of the most uh, important transferable skills that uh, teachers have uh, that may, they're maybe not realizing how important they are in, in the marketplace? Yeah, well, project management or product management, you know, they're they're dealing with mm -hmm. very highly sophisticated scheduling and projects and instruction and deadlines and due dates. I mean, when I think about the project managers that I work with, they have all of those skills and they need to do all of those things. Uh, in terms of HR, teachers have behavior management and they're, they're very well at identifying needs of their learners and their students and that transitions well into the HR world as well. And then of course, from the learning and development, they've got the instructional design, they put together syllabus and they put together lesson plans and all those transition over into planning objectives and trainings, e-learnings that, um, that the corporate world can take advantage of. Uh, it's super interesting that amount of like, you know, interpersonal communication skills, planning, you know, organizational skills that transferable skills that have. Um, but also, like, you know, if somebody's just been listening to this podcast for the last six minutes and they're an educator or a teacher, they're like, okay, well, this is super easy. I'm just going to pivot. What are so on the, on the other side of it, it's always, it's, it's definitely not as easy as we're making it sound. So what have you seen are some of the, the most, the biggest challenges or some of the biggest things that teachers, when they are thinking of pivoting, are not seeing or biggest mistakes are making? The first one that comes right to me is a resume. And, and that's typically where I start when I talk with clients. I say, send me your resume that you're either using now to apply for jobs or that you have and you just haven't updated yet. And you know, there's a, there's a format and a strategy for resumes for educators. And I worked in higher ed, so it's a little different than K to 12, but um, there's some common standards around resumes for educators that don't always translate the best in the corporate world. One small typical example is I typically put education at the bottom of a resume if you're transitioning to the corporate world because they want to see what impact can you make right away what is the experience you've had what skills do you have 
it doesn't really matter to them if you have a PhD or if you have a bachelor's degree or even a high school diploma. They want to see what have you accomplished? What have you been able to 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 do? And that's, uh, I think, a little bit of a hard ego hit for an, a, an educator who's been in the field and, and has obtained all these degrees. But the corporate world has a little bit different expectations. And so starting with the resume is really important. And then how do you present yourself, whether it be on LinkedIn or whether it be on a portfolio that you have? and presenting yourself in a way and a language that speaks to that corporate world uh, so that they can understand the terminology that you're talking about in a way that makes sense for them so interesting because you're right like as uh like especially like in higher ed you are you you're so heavily relying on your degree like it's like it's like i, I think a lot about like like if you have a bachelor it's like you're like there's like levels in the in the military is the same thing bachelor masters PhDs and all these different certifications like validate you but in the corporate world a lot of times if you have a PhD like the, the first thing a recruiter might be like well I think you might like you might be asking for too much and I not might not have the budget for it right and so if you're not communicating uh, things uh, properly that can be very uh, hurtful as well but. So I, I can definitely see that, you know, how you communicate your education and uh, be a, a thing. What about interviewing? What, what do you think are some of the obstacles or challenges as um, teachers and educators are preparing for interviews? I think it's really important to get to know the industry that you're interested in applying for. Because if you've been a teacher your entire career, you probably haven't had a lot of exposure to, let's say, healthcare or finance or technology. So what do you know about that industry and how can you make an impact with the experience that you've had as an educator? And I'll just give you an example. In, in my experience, I now work in finance and they utilize an, an agile project management approach. Well, one of the things I did as I was thinking of transitioning into a corporate world was I, I took the Google project management course, uh, not because I felt that having that certification was going to automatically get my job, but I said, I want to understand this a little more because it, it's not something that I have experience with. So when I was able to go into that interview and say, you know, I've taken this course, I get what you're talking about. I may not have experience in it, but I've done projects and, and I've got a certification so that I can hit the ground running and be a step ahead of someone who may not have that experience. So I think that they saw that I was taking, like I had invested in making this transition work. And there's small things that you can do as an educator, whether it be a LinkedIn Learning or a Coursera. I certainly don't encourage people to go and get a different degree. You, you don't need to go to that extent, but what can you learn? Like what knowledge base can you, can you bring to that next role or industry? It's interesting. Yeah. Do you think, do you, do you think that, uh, like educators are jump, like one of the, their, their to go thing is I need another degree. I need another certification. Absolutely. The more degrees you have, the more you think of that. And I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> I think maybe if I had an MBA, I would be an even better candidate, but, uh, that aside, I have learned that education is important as a as a baseline or a foundation because it shows you can persevere mm -hmm. it shows that you have time management organization skills uh, but the experience that you can bring and, and how you can help that next organization meet its goals are going to weigh much more heavily than that education experience yeah i see that a lot with the clients that i work with i work with a lot of international students 
who a lot of times have experience in their country are doing like a master's or a PhD and they feel like they're on their, like they lack experience because they're intimidated. They see a job description and the job description says we need three or five years of experience and they're super literal and they're like, well, I only have two years and a half. I can't apply for this job. Right. Or it says that, uh, I need this degree. It's like, um, preferred and they're like, well, I don't have it. So I'm not going to have a shot because anybody that has that master's or that PhD is going to have a, or this certification is, is going to get the job over me. And they are, they're counting themselves out before they even apply. And so they don't even apply for these roles. Yeah. And I think sometimes people underestimate the skills and experience they do have and how that is applicable to the role. It just may not be written in the same way, the, the same terminology, but it's, it's entirely possible, especially for teachers to see how they can fit uh, into those, into those roles. What about networking? Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, let's play Evo's advocate. Like I'm a teacher. I, you know, all my friends, you know, as community is really teachers. I don't have a lot of friends that are in the, in the, in the corporate world, or at least in the industries that I want to go to. But I also hear all the time that networking is important. Like if I don't have established relationships, like where, where, where do you suggest starting? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say to a teacher, you probably know someone in your education network who has made a transition out. Start with them, even if they're not somewhere that you see yourself being, ask them how they made their transition. How did they get there? What did they do? And do they know, do they know someone else maybe who has made a similar transition that you can talk to? One other thing that I recommend to clients is to, once you've kind of narrowed down either a field or a role that you're interested in, start to look on LinkedIn is a good one to find out who works in those roles, who are the people and, and look at their profiles, ask them. I tell people to cold message people, of course, with a good message and ask for a little bit of their time to talk about their transition or ask them, do they know someone that you could talk to? I think there's a lot of people out there who are willing to connect and have that conversation. And you're totally right. Referrals are incredibly important. They're not the be all end all. Cause I, I have had people say, well, someone gave me a referral for the job and I, I didn't even get an interview. Well, that can happen. I mean, if, especially if you're looking at a Google or a Facebook or an Apple or so, you know, there's thousands and thousands of applicants to, to go through, but maybe there's a different opportunity where you can still leverage that referral and that could be incredibly powerful for you to have that voice. Yeah, no, I, I something you said there is super important is that like referrals like are great and they're important, but a referral does not guarantee you a job. Right. I, and I think that's a misconception of like, if I got a referral, it's it. It's like, I got it. And that's not true. If you really think about what a referral does then a best case scenario is that it gets you to the interview. And all referrals are not created equal. Like uh, you can't compare a referral from someone that reports to the manager that's hiring you as the same as a referral from someone who works in the company, but is in a different state, different department, different office, who just says, here, use my email or say my name in the application because they're going to get a referral bonus. And there's no conversation with that recruiting team, hiring manager, or, or like recruiting or anybody like that. And so... I think it's important like that all referrals are not created equal. Yeah, you're, you're very right. It's a good, it's, it's just one component of the entire application. Yeah. 
I was doing a podcast earlier today and we were talking about uh, the importance of community and accountability and how the job search can be very lonely. And what's interesting is that every time I've talked to a career coach about this, like I was thinking about how my clients are arguably the loneliest people in the terms of the job search because their their parents are sending them to the United States. They don't have friends and family here. They took a massive amount of loans to, to be here and that conversion rate. And so I can see, well, it's, it's a true thing. It's a lot of my clients don't feel very scared to tell their parents that they're struggling to find a job because they don't want their parents to feel like this huge investment. Right? So I'm talking to this fellow career coach and he goes like, Daniel, I see your point. And I'm not arguing like that. That's not tough on them. He's like, I work with a lot of males like who are taking care of their family, their wives that stay at home and they're taking care of the kids that they're afraid to tell their wife how difficult it is for them to get a new job. And, 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 and then what we kind of realize is that this is very lonely for job seekers. And I'm trying to put myself if, as, as, a, as an educator, as a teacher, that if I'm going to work and everyone in the school is an educator and a teacher, that I might not be ready to tell them that I'm making the pivot until it's time to make a pivot. And so I'm just really interested about how, what, what do you see? What do you notice? What do you think is the best way to handle that? Uh, cause if I'm listening to this podcast and I am an educator, like I'm probably feeling very lonely or probably scared to make the pivot or don't even know what to do next. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very true. And I can tell you that there are clients who have said, I can't, I can't tell anybody because if I know, or if they know, you know, that could jeopardize what I have now. And I don't want to do that. And what I can assure them and any other job seekers is that you are not alone. Even if you feel alone, you are not alone. And I think trying to connect with others to share that commonality is, is helpful. You can find a career coach or you can simply scroll through your, your news feed on LinkedIn and you can see those green banners for the people that are looking for opportunities. And if you see one of them as a teacher, feel free to reach out because I get messages all the time that say, Lee, your story resonated with me. I'm in that exact same place. And I, and I feel good about that, that I can give them some advice and some hope to move on in the future. But there are ways that you, know, you can maintain your job search and, and keep it private, but also move forward. And in the end, I can tell you, whenever I have an educator who makes a transition, I always get the comment from them, from people outside of their scope of their network that say, I, we understand, I understand what you're going through and we wish you all the best in your transition. So I just hope there's that the people who are experiencing this are, are not experiencing any guilt or shame around it. I mean, there's a, there's an understanding why, and everyone should be able to make that transition for whatever reason they have to make the transition. But you're not alone. You may not see someone who's doing the same thing as you, but there are thousands of people making that same journey. Yeah. It, I think, you know, what's really interesting, it's like when sometimes when we tie our identity so much with what we do, that if you've always been known as like the teacher or like the educator, right? Like it can be very hard because you think you're letting everyone down. And I think that you need to do what's best for you. And like, again, I think, I think having a community of other individuals that are going in that same path and journey with you, and maybe you can talk it out as you're going through those journeys, because like job searching can be very lonely and it's a lot of rejections before you even get a yes. Right. Like 
Uh, and so I, that's where I think for me, it's why I'm such a big fan of elevating the career coaching space. And I love, you know, like interviewing and having conversations with fellow career coaches is because, you know, when, whenever we make really most the most important decisions and we, we have, we generally have an advisor, right? Like we think about like, Oh, we want to go to college. Every, every school has counselors and they're helping you and they're advising you. And then when you have already graduated, right. Um, then you're looking to buy a house, you use a real estate agent, you're looking to plan for retirement, you have a financial advisor, but like what percentage of people are actually using a career coach? I think it's like less than 10% of, of job seekers. And I think it should be backwards because I, I think having a career coach has walked the path that you want to walk that can help you avoid some of those big pitfalls that can be, you know, supportive in those down parts of career coaching because you, of, of job searching, I mean, because it can be very, very lonely uh, can be, uh, will be very helpful. And it can be a really, really, to me, a, a really good career coach is worth their weight in gold. So, uh, Lee, as we wrap it up, uh, I would love, you know, for you to share a little bit more about uh, what you do, how you work with educators and job seekers, and what is the best place to find you? Sure. Yeah, I work with all sorts of individuals looking to transition to different careers. My specialty is working with educators who want to transition to corporate roles. And I provide coaching, so coaching sessions to help you make that transition, help you figure out what you want to do. That's that's sometimes a big one. I, I know I want to do something else, but I'm not sure. So we can walk through that process together. And then I also write resumes, cover letters. I help with LinkedIn profiles. So I really want to put a really solid foundation together for you so that you can make that next step and make that next transition. And so I'm active on LinkedIn. That's my main social social media at the moment. And I have a website, which is just my name spelled out, leenives.com. And the best way to get a hold of me is probably send me a, a direct message on LinkedIn, or you can email me, contact at leenives.com. Or if you're ready to go and you want to book a session, you can book a call directly through my website. Amazing. So we will put your website and your LinkedIn on the show notes for everyone that's listening. Look, if you are listening to this and you are either an educator or you know an educator that's maybe have spoken to you about making a pivot, uh, all we ask is to share the podcast with them. Like we don't run any ads. Um, and if you are a job seeker and you find value in this, please make sure you subscribe, give us a like and leave us a review. Uh, thank you Lee so much for being here. Thank you everyone so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.